Well, Jim, the Los Angeles Dodgers, there's a very interesting offseason. They won 111 games last year, finished first in the uh, in the NL West, way ahead, 22 games ahead of the Padres. Uh, but let's face it, they've had to make some adjustments on this roster right now. Talk to me about the offseason for the Dodgers and uh, – what you think this does to them coming into the season? Uh, yeah, Howard. I mean, look, uh, there's been a lot of departures with the Dodgers, and we start with Trey Turner, a guy that last year, 21 homers and 27 steals for the Dodgers, as well as for fantasy. And he was a guy at the top of the lineup with like with Betts and Freeman that helped Betts and Freeman improve their number of runs and RBIs. Well, he has left the lineup. Justin Turner is gone. He signed with the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Gavin Lux is injured. He has an ACL and an MCL. He is out for the year. He gone. Cody Bellinger, the center fielder, he gone. He went to the Chicago Cubs. So this is a much different Dodger team than we saw a year ago that won 111 uh, games. Now, what did they add in the offseason? Let's talk about that for a minute. They did make some moves, although they wanted it appears to me, although they don't admit this publicly, it appeared to me they wanted to reset and stay under the luxury tax threshold, and they were able to do that. They did bring in some veterans. I think the most notable was signing Noah Syndergaard to a one-year $13 million deal. He's kind of an interesting sleeper in fantasy uh, because the analytic and research and development department of the Dodgers is so good that Syndergaard signed there because he wanted their plan. He wanted their plan on how to get better and then go back in the market next year. So I think he's an interesting guy that you might want to take a gamble on in fantasy. They also brought in J.D. Martinez on a one-year $10 million deal to replace Turner. He'll be the full-time DH. Um, he's been declining the last couple of years, and the power is not what it once was. He could still hit, don't get me wrong, and he's a good mentor to young guys, but I wouldn't expect him to bounce back and be the star he once was. They signed David Peralta to a one-year $6.5 million deal. He'll platoon in left field with Trace Thompson to start the year, from what I'm being told by them. And then they took a chance on a bunch of other you know, pitchers like Shelby Miller and Jimmy Nelson and Alex Reyes, and we'll see how that plays off. They did make a one trade uh, that was notable. They picked up Miguel Rojas from the Marlins for Jacob Amaya, a swap of shortstops. Uh, thank goodness they did, because with Lux going down for the season, they wouldn't have had a shortstop. So now Rojas can at least start the year as their everyday shortstop, although I will caution people, last year in Miami, it looked like he was ready to be a utility player, and age and decline had caught up to him as well. All right, well, let's talk about who we like for fantasy purposes here. Let's go around. We'll start with the position players. Um, will Smith, who's basically listed as the number two catcher in fantasy across the uh, across all platforms. Freddie Freeman at first base, Miguel Vargas at second, Max Muncy's at the hot corner, the aforementioned Miguel Rojas at short, J.D. Martinez will DH, Peralta Thompson in left, Chris Taylor uh, over in center field, and Mookie Betts in right. Well, we know we're in on Smith. We know we're in on Freeman. We know we're in on Mookie Betts, talk to me about the rest of these players. Yeah, no doubt. And Will Smith, I've got him ranked as a uh, top three catcher. And I've got Freddie Freeman, a top three first baseman. And I've got Mookie Betts, top three outfielder. So those are premium guys that you want to get, as Howard mentioned. Um, 
I would take a chance on Miguel Vargas at second base. He finally is going to get the opportunity to be an everyday player. He's always hit in the minor leagues, never gotten a chance in the big leagues. I know Dave Roberts, the Dodger manager, told me at the winter meetings that he believes in Vargas and thinks he's going to be a good player. So I I think that's a nice kind of under-the-radar guy to, to consider. Max Muncy is a guy that a lot of my friends really like. Uh, when I say friends, I mean GMs and, and scouts. Um, they really like, they think he'll bounce back. You know, he hit under 200 last year, but he's healthy. He's going to have one position. Um, and he, look, we know he's got 35 home run power. Um, we know he's going to benefit from the, the band, getting rid of the, 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 the band shift. So there's a lot of people that are in on him. Uh, I'm not one of them. I got to be honest about it, but a lot of good baseball people think he's going to have a huge year for the Dodgers. They need him to quite frankly, Look, Chris Taylor's a decent fantasy player because he plays so many different positions. And I think, you know, I think by the end of the year, he probably qualifies middle infield, corner infield, outfield, second base, shortstop, a lot of different spots, which is valuable when you get to the end of the year, as we all know. So that's kind of an interesting guy. Um, So position player wise, that's kind of it. You know, for me personally, like you, it's Betts, it's Freeman, it's Smith, and then I'll take a chance on Rojas and I'll draft Chris Taylor late. Yeah, I'll look at Vargas late in drafts. I mean, it's it's interesting because you got to look at the platform on which you're playing because Miguel Vargas in some platforms only qualifies at first base. However, the Dodgers have him slated in here at second, and that is going to add some position eligibility. So check your league rules uh, and see what you got there. That could end up being a, a nice, you know, low-key move for you. Uh, in your drafts, grab Miguel Vargas late, stash him on your bench, and then boom, all of a sudden you've got yourself a second baseman. So something to take a look at for sure. Jim, let's go to the mound. Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias, Tony Gonsolin, who's dealing with an ankle injury. He has now begun throwing again, so he's ready to go. Dustin May looked fantastic the other day. I watched him throw. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, Ryan Pepio. Michael Grove, because there's no Walker Bueller. Um, where are you at? I mean, Urias is a guy who I'm sure that you like. I know you like, you know, Tony Gonsolin taking a shot on Kershaw and the crew. Yeah, so I love Urias, right? He's the guy, right? If I can get him, great. I want him. He's on his free agent year. Dodgers haven't extended him. I don't think they're going to watch his pitch count innings limit like they have in the past because they haven't signed him. I think they're going to let him pitch. I feel like so, they've been looking at his pitch count for the last six years. Right. So I think they're finally going to let it go. It's the last year of a contract, <laughs> and they don't have him signed. So they don't need to anymore. They don't need to worry about the future. They don't have him for the future. They haven't been able to sign him. So, you know, I, I like that. I like that he has to pitch for a contract, and I like that the Dodgers really don't have any incentive to, to you know, shut him down like they have for six years. So I like Urias a lot in fantasy for this year. Um, look, I like Kershaw as long as we under, as long as you're in a league where – He's a depth play, and you know you, you, you're not going to get thirty starts. You're not in, twenty starts is what I'm going to plan in 140 innings in the regular season. So do what you want with that. And there's a high injury risk with him. There is with the back and other things that HIPAA laws prevent us from talking about. I love Kershaw. And I think when he does pitch, he'll be effective. I think I think he'll win and give you quality starts. He's a he's a five inning, six inning pitcher at this point in his career. That's it. I think he can trick him for twice through the lineup. So, again, it's not like Urias. Um, I love Gonsolin. I love Dustin May. I'll take both of them. You know, if I'm running the Dodgers, Dustin May's closing because they don't have a closer. Right. <laughs> but 
they don't seem like in my conversations with them, they don't seem like that's even on the table or even an option. They want them both to be starters because they may lose Arias and, you know, Kershaw is a high risk injury. So they need Gonsolin and may to be part of that rotation. Um, but boy, may would look great in the back end of that bullpen. Boy, would he get some saves anyway? Um, you know, Pepio, I'm not sold on yet. I got to see him more and Syndergaard. I take a chance in the 25th round. Okay. All right. Um, looking at that bullpen, they're going to use Dustin May as their, uh, as their starter. Uh, Daniel Hudson. Um, you've also got Evan Phillips over there. Um, I even see some places are listing Bruzdar Gratterall as a possibility for some saves over there. Uh, I'm sure you've spoken to, uh, to the boys over in, uh, in LA. What are we looking at? Is this just a, a committee situation? Yep, Andrew Friedman said they're not going to have a closer, and he's not worried about it because he thinks he has a really good bullpen. They're going to mix and match. That's it. Dave Roberts' job is take what we've given you, mix and match. There's a lot of people that are guessing in the fantasy world that Evan Phillips is going to be the closer after after the great year he had last year. Dodgers are pretty pretty locked in on using Phillips in high leverage situations, but not the ninth inning. They're really locked in in that kind of philosophical lens on it i think they're making a mistake i watched the red sox try to do this i've watched teams try to do it i think at some point they got to figure out either trading for a closer or i think they got to make a closer one or the other but to start the year i if i had to pick one guy it's phillips but i'm not i'm not taking any of the dodgers for for saves no okay makes complete sense to me no doubt about it let's talk about because, I mean, listen, Chris Taylor, we've seen him get banged up. You've got this platoon going on in left field. J.D. Martinez getting a little long in the tooth. Max Muncy, uh, he's dealt with his share of injuries over time as well. Anything uh, in the farm system, anything on the horizon here for the Dodgers? Okay, so at the big league level, you and I just talked about second baseman Miguel Vargas, and we talked about uh, starting pitcher Ryan Pepio. Those are the two rookies to watch for this year. Uh, in terms of the farm system, they have the best catching prospect in baseball in Diego Cartea. And he's kind of a combination of, and I'm going to use what Mike Socia, the former major league catcher and the former manager of the Angels, told me during the Futures game at Dodger Stadium last year. And and I, and I want to use it just because uh, who he compared him to was just so ridiculous that I have to repeat it. So Mike Socia said to me, and he spent a lot of time with Cartea, he said he's a combination of Buster Posey and Salvador Perez. Buster Posey offensively and Salvador Perez defensively. That's that's an unbelievable compliment. Now, I'm not going to tell you he's that level, but watching him take BP, he's a stud. He's got Mike Piazza opposite field power. I love Cartea. So he's a guy to watch, but they got Will Smith, so there's no hurry for them. They can take their time and develop him as long as they want. <laughs> it works for them. Um, so anyway, he, he's the best prospect. They got a kid that I saw throw last year, Bobby Miller. He threw 102 for me. Big arm comes right at you. Alec Manoa kind of frame and coming at you is size needs to work on command and control. That's what he needs. Stuff is there. Command and control. Pitchability is not there yet. Stuff is there. Keep an eyeball on him. Um, some people in the organization love Michael Bush. They think he's going to hit. They think he's got power. He's a second baseman. 
Some of the organization don't like him as much. They like Vargas better than Bush. But there's some in, in the Dodger organization and development and scouting that really like Bush. And then, you know, besides Pepio, they got Gavin Stone, another right-hand pitcher. Oh, oh, I forgot. Andy Pages is an outfielder that they like a lot. And he's a guy that could find his way, meander his way to the big leagues at some point this year, especially if they don't get enough pr- production from Trace Thompson and David Peralta in left field. Pages is a guy that uh, could appear at some point. That's actually good to know because I'm not a big fan of the Peralta Thompson platoon that they've got going on. Um, so it would be nice to see somebody uh, come in and uh, and take care of that. It really would. Um, all right. So, uh, you know, when we kind of go through this, I mean, you, you know, you talk about Andrew Friedman uh, often is, uh, you know, if the Dodgers need the, that component, is he going to be aggressive to go and get it? You know, it's it's a tough one because a tough one for me to answer because they're they're not transparent in, or you know, when you ask them, are you going to stay under the luxury tax to reset? They won't acknowledge that publicly at all. But I keep hearing they'd love to get Shohei Otani in free agency, and to do that, they'd have to reset now because he's going to get a half a billion dollars. So I kind of feel like the Dodgers are going to do what they can to stay under. But here's the thing we don't know. If you get to the end of July and you're five games behind the Padres and you might not make the playoffs, are they going to really sit and accept that with that deep farm system they have? I have a hard time thinking they're going to do that. So I do think there's a chance that they go do it, but I think they're going to try as a front office as hard as they can to not go over the luxury tax so they can reset, so they can spend next winter. So they can get Shohei Otani. It makes sense. It definitely makes sense for uh, for a team like the Dodgers to do that. Um, all right, as we wrap up our coverage here of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Jim, I ask you one sleep, one fantasy sleeper, one fantasy bust. All right, I'm going to go with Miguel Vargas as my sleeper. I do. I think he's going to hit with some power. I'm, I'm on Team Dave Roberts on this one, so I kind of like him as a late round. You know, in those leagues where we have, you know, second baseman and middle infield, you know, there's never enough, and we hate to overdraft some of these guys. I think Vargas is a sleeper there. I really do. Uh, I'm going to go with a bus, which most of my friends are saying I'm nuts over, and I probably am. But, you know, I didn't like what I saw with Max Muncy last year, and maybe it was the injury. I know the power's there, and I think he'll hit for power, but I'm just worried that he's not going to be able to hold his own in terms of batting average. And that bothers me in fantasy because I can't have a hitter in my lineup that drags down batting average. It's a fear of mine. You know, in the past, I've lost leagues because of that, and I will not allow that on my teams. He doesn't steal bases, and the batting average pulls me down. So I consider him a bust where he's being drafted. I can dig that. I can definitely dig that. I've never really been a huge Max Muncy guy anyway, so I'm fine with that call. There you go, folks. The Los Angeles Dodgers in a little bit of a nutshell there. Uh, For fantasy purposes, as always, you can hear our team-by-team breakdowns uh, on the SXM app. Just search Fantasy Alarm and find those over there. You can also find them in our free Fantasy Baseball Draft Guide over at FantasyAlarm.com.